Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Pick and Roll on the Board YouTube channel, the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. And we're back for the Wednesday NBA slate. A bunch of games on the board for today. And we have three free picks on the way and try to have a winning Wednesday and get ourselves back on track. Yesterday was, well, as break even as can be, exactly break even. But today, we look to put ourselves in the win column. So for all these games, all these picks, Please make sure you have smashed that like button. Hit that like button to support our content. Help us, help, it, help us get to some more viewers on the YouTube recommended page. And subscribe to keep up to date with all the content. We're once again at our new time of 9.45 a.m. Eastern time for start time. So this is what we always do. This will be the only time we go live now. 9.45 a.m. Eastern time. Mark that in your calendar. All right. Let's go to the three free picks that we have for today. We're going to go through the free picks. We'll go through Pitch's explanation for those picks. We'll talk about the recap of yesterday's plays. And we'll finish off talking about Draymond Green's ejection yesterday. Another one coming for the player. So let's go to the picks. First of all, in the Pacers and Bucks game, two plays on this game. We're going back to some similar stuff we went to for the in-season tournament, despite the fact that those did not win. We love the way those matchups went down, so we're going back to it. It's minus 115 at BetMGM here for Halliburton, 10-plus assists, Heald, 10-plus points, and Lillard, 20-plus points. If you remember, it was Heald who did not get his over for us last time, but he has been a consistent player for us on bets since we started this show, 10-plus points, and Pips will explain why shortly. Second play is also in the Pace and Bucks game. We're going to Beasley. Under three and a half threes and Brooke Lopez under seven and a half rebounds. The rebound play on Lopez was a play we used last time and had success on as well. Uh, so we're going back to it. Beasley actually was a play that was mentioned on the later show on the Thursday, which was myself and Kirk Evans, which also cashed. So combining those for plus 120 at BetMGM. And in the third play, we have the Pelicans and the Wizards. Joshua in chat saying the Wizards are winning today. We don't think so. It's going to be a Pelicans win plus a Zion Williamson over 23 and a half points. Pips has been pretty critical of Zion this season, but deciding to back him today, we'll find out why soon. But let's go back to that first play. Halliburton, 10 plus assists, heel 10 plus points, and Lillard, 20 plus points. Pips, talk to us about this play. As you said, similar stuff uh, as we had in the last game. Heel, I mean... He had great looks, just fortunate that he didn't cover. Zero from six uh, from the three-point line. He had eight points. If he made only one three, he would have covered this line. Next game, he shot four from seven from three against the Pistons that don't allow as many threes, not even close as the Bucks. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, just he had a bounce back last game, so I just hope he... he Covers this, he should. Halliburton that game had uh, unbelievably 30, 30 potential assists and ended up with 15 assists. So easily covered. 
and Dame. I think this could be like a, a, an amazing spot for Dame as as they allowed almost the most points in the league to pick and roll ball handlers. They are not helping on pick and rolls. Dame in that game had 24 points, even though he shot seven from 20 from the field. So yeah, I just think this is a great spot for 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 Damian Lillard to just go with. I mean, like one of the highest totals on the on the on the slate. I'm going with some lower lines overs, as I expect this to be a close game. Our Bucks are 6.5 favorites, but we saw in the in-season tournament that that Pacers won. So I think this at least they can hold it down to being a close game. So there you have it on the first play. Uh, as Pips was saying, last time this play was involved, uh, Buddy healed 0-6-3, and, and it's honestly still could have covered. So going back to him here, Pacers, they just don't give up three, so ball handlers have success. And, and Halvern, we know how good he can be. Let's go to the second play. It's Beasley under three and a half threes. This will kind of go in line with the handicap. It's, it's a little bit correlated to the Lillard part, but even though they're not in the same bet, and Lopez under seven and a half rebounds for plus 120 odds. Talk to us about this one. Uh, so Beasley last game made only one three. Uh, Pacers, even though they're playing at the high pace, they allow by far the least put up shots. And like 80% of Beasley trees are spot up trees. So that part of his game is taken away. He profited so much from teams double teaming on Damian Lillard and Giannis. And every time he goes over, it's almost like always the team that double teams or create a ball in front of Giannis. And we won't see that tonight. So Beasley will need to like shoot like over 50% uh, to cover this. And it's difficult. I don't think he'll have the volume. Last game, he had four, four attempts for three. If he had six tonight, which is... Over that, I think don't think he'll cover 3.5. And the last second part of this bet is Brook Lopez. We had that bet in the last game. He he had six rebounds, even though he had like first three possessions of the game, he had three rebounds and still ended up with six. So yeah, I don't think this is like last game, first game, uh, he had four potentially uh, rebounding chances. Last game, he had 10. With the way he's rebounding, he'll have he'll need much more to to cover this line. And yeah, this high scoring game, a lot of of efficient scoring, not many rebounding chances, and he he's just boxing out mostly. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a stat we talked about on the show, but the Pacers give up the least amount of three pointers in the league this season. They just they basically kind of playing math on defense. They know their defense sucks. It's not very good. So they just say, you have to just get a ton of volume on these twos. We're not going to make it easy for you guys to hit threes. That goes in line with the Lillard play from earlier, and it goes in line with the Beasley under, uh, as we mentioned. So let's go to the third play, third bet on the slate here. Zion Williamson involved. Now you said, and we actually had a, a short that went out where you said Zion is not equipped to play uh, high leverage minutes right now, but going with the over here against, albeit the Wizards, explain it, explain to us why. So uh, it's all down to the last game. He was called out for for being fed, which is kind, of, which he kind of is. But then the next game, he scored thirty six points on the best defense and best interior defense in, in the entire in, in the league, 
and now he's playing the worst, uh, worst. And I just think like he was very aggressive in that game. Like season high, 12 free throws and 17 uh, field goal attempts in a game where he played 33 minutes. So like maybe a bit shorter stints for Zion moving forward, but very aggressive in those stints. And with so much spacing now, he he just has great great lines for driving and these darts like. Teams defend Zion with two or three players in front of him and can't like keep him under. And he's now he gets single coverage without a single positive uh, defensive player on the on the Wizards. I mean, I don't think Kuzma can stop Zion and Gafford like no way. And he's actually questionable. So if they start like Muscala or Galinari at five, like good luck stopping Zion without triple teaming him. So yeah, I mean, he can get offensive rebounds, putbacks, he can just get to the line and like no one can, can stop him. So I don't think, so they don't have anyone to stop Ingram. They don't have anyone to stop CJ. They don't have anyone to stop Zion. And Pelicans defense is decent, like above average. They are 10th ranked defense, which is above average. And I think Wizards have problems with teams that are, are positive on defense. And they they can go in some like shooting like game high paced with teams that have poor defense and then stay in the games like they did in that that game is against the Bucks. But if the other team is just try like they're playing against hard trying like team that hustles, and I think that's the that's the the Pelicans team like they have so many great hustlers on the team like they have Herb Jones. They have Dyson Daniels, they have Jose Alvarado, they have Najee Marshall. So, like, their bench should thrive. And, yeah, they're there with Zion, JV, CJ, Trey Murphy, Ingram. They are just way more talented on offense and on defense. So, I think this should be a win. Yeah, makes sense there. I mean, it's easy to fade the Wizards. Zion motivation could be a factor and he did have a good game after he was called out he's been called out a lot recently so now is the time to make a statement here and it's not the first I mean, time on this show. go ahead even if you take a look at the like okay so against the lakers huge blowout against the kings uh those their in-season tournaments so i don't know why he didn't perform there but if you take a look at even without it so 26 against denver 26-25 against the Kings, 32 against the Clippers, 26 against Utah, 33 against the 76ers. So he was covering this line, like, entire season. He just was in the range, like, of 24, 25, 26, so much. So taking two points off, I, it, sounds, it seems great for me, and also getting a plus price. I think yeah. it's, like, Zion being aggressive and having a great game is very, very well correlated with uh, Pelicans winning. Very. And uh, as I was going to say, the, the Wizards, it's not the first time of this show that you've handicapped against the Wizards just because they don't double team. They don't double team the opposition. So certain players like <laughs> like Joel Embiid, who we bet on them a lot against, who we bet on Embiid against which a lot this season for that reason. They just don't double there. Uh, good question from the chat here. Uh, mentions the first place. So ESPN bet lines only have Lillard down to 20 and a half, but it's plus 103. Would you take the 19 and a half line for Lillard for minus 115 or 
adding in Damian Lillard 20 and a half for plus one. Yeah, I, I, I will. I would play over 20 and a half. I just, I, I would bet, I honestly wanted to like do Lillard bet two and a half, but that's not available in bet MGM or anywhere. So I just went with 20 plus because that's the option they had. Like, they had yeah, like 20 and a half, I will take it. For okay, price. so uh, if you have access to ESPN bet, that is the preferred play. Our for our tracking purposes, we have it for bet MGM. And comment here from Grateful saying, Buddy Healed, no thank you. Listen, Buddy Healed, we did not lose a single bet on Buddy Healed last season. Even in bets that didn't win, that included him, he covered every single time on his on his lines. I think we yeah. it was like between six and eight times. So if the bet lost, it wasn't because of Buddy Healed last season. If it was just Buddy Healed, yeah, I think we had win. Eight and one on Buddy Healed so far. So I think yeah. last then, bet... Like the last bet, buying players player. is yeah, buying players is the worst approach. If I'm down to buying players, we wouldn't be in bed. We would stay away from DeRozan last night, and it was a winner, pretty easy winner. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, that brings us into the recap of yesterday's plays. Thankfully, DeRozan, yes, he was a winner on uh, on for us. He goes, I mean, I went to bed because it wasn't even close by the time I looked, but uh, DeMar DeRozan doesn't come close. The losing play, however, comes in on Anthony Davis once again. Anthony Davis is starting to get to like Tyler Hero territory, I think, for this show, where he's like almost, almost like, yeah, you got to avoid him. But Anthony Davis goes well over his 28 and a half point line. DeMar DeRozan goes well under on his 25 and a half point line. Let's first of all go to DeMar DeRozan, even with the Jokic ejection. Near the end of the first half, Demar doesn't even come close. Four second half points. Uh, yeah, talk to us about the matchup for Demar here. Uh, everything is expected. Aaron Gordon on him, and then Jokic when he played uh, high on the level on the screen, didn't let him get to the to the mid range. They didn't let him to get to the mid range. He didn't score. I think he got two points in the first nine minutes, and then Jokic sits, and then he scored like six points against the. Under Jordan, and yeah, first he had he made a three. Like, I mean, DeRosa makes a three that's like okay, like because teams ignore him on the three point line, and yeah. it was the case here. So he had like five points in the first quarter, three and two free throws that made uh two bucks against the the under Jordan in drop coverage and shot one technical free throws when Jokic was ejected, and it was 10 points at the halftime. I was afraid because if they started DeAndre Jordan, because when Jokic was ejected, they substituted him with DeAndre Jordan. And like two straight possessions, the murder rose in wide open mid-range three, uh, mid-range two, and he bricked both. But I was afraid in the second half. But they went with Aaron Gordon at five, thankfully, and started Watson. Uh, who was guarding Demar, and he's great on defense, so no oh, yeah. problems there. Go Gordon was has his quick and has quick feet, very athletic. He was just blitzing uh, Demar Derozan whenever he has he had pick and roll. So like Gordon at five is actually pretty good, uh, and the other should go more to it in the second unit. No need to play the other joint. Oh, right. So, uh, Payne Wadden, I mean, perfect match there. Super long, lanky, switchable defender. Yeah. Second play was the AD one. And this was a case of the Dallas Mavericks just completely switched up the game plan compared to the previous matchup against a Anthony Davis. 
and he dominated this one. Uh, I think he had like 37, blew away his points under. Uh, yeah, tell us about the switch that Dallas made in this one that affected the number we got. Yeah, they, they, they went, especially in the first half, they went uh, he- heavy onto LeBron James, blitzing him, trapping him, double teaming him, which opened up so many times, lane, lane for AD for, for like straight drive, dunk, layup. I mean, not many, not much defense was played in that first, in that game. It was like an all-star game, uh, amazing stuff. And I mean, he made every jumper. Like he didn't make any jumper the entire season, and now he made a three. He made like five contested fadeaway mid-range shots. Kind of, he made everything. Like so, everything besides his free throws. So it's it was. Yeah, nothing to do about it. Like, just great, good AD game. He was unbelievably aggressive. Like he went from for it, like from the first possession, and yeah, that's with the unders. Like sometimes you bet under because you you saw one type of defense and you expect it to be the same, and they change, and then you look like an idiot because you. <laughs> you bet the other on, on the AD. If I, expect, if I knew they were blitzing LeBron, like I wouldn't go close to touching AD under. But yeah, sometimes it's like just. All right. A uh, couple questions from the chat before we talk about Draymond. First of all, question from D. Shifty uh, asking about Zion being questionable. So bet MGM if he's questionable. Uh, you can still play yeah. it. If he doesn't play, the whole parlay will void. So it'll just be a voided bet because if one leg of your parlay voids on BetMGM, the entire parlay will void. So if he plays, we have the bet. We have the position we want. If he doesn't play, then the bet will void and no harm done. Just uh, for anybody who's unsure about making that one over there. Uh, RW fan wants your thoughts on Jabari Smith this year. Preseason, Jabari Smith was one of the favorite players to bet on for most improved after he was uh, incredible in the summer league, but so far this season, what have been your opinions? Well, I think he is like, he had some stretches like where he didn't, he didn't play well, especially early into the season. He's like running hot and cold. He had some games where like, he was terrible in the first like couple of games. Then he got benched by Udoka, which I, which I love. And then for the next like six to seven games, he was one of our best players. Then he kind of got in the stint again. So it's like up and down with him. Like, I don't know what to say, but so far he's been, I'll say, good enough. So like there was some, like he, he was great on defense in some games. He made some big shots for us. He's like doing, trying to like be a part of a great team. Which is not easy for young players. So yeah, he's he will be all right. I, I I think he'll be all right. Shooting improved this season. Decision making improved this season. He's only twenty. Uh, this is his second year. So from like terrible team with no like upside, now playing with a team that has a positive winning record and they are competing for the playing spot. It's kind of a big deal, and we'll see how it goes. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay with Jabari. I, he was, he had some good flashes this season. I think uh, teams down the line. I'm, I'm not sure he'll ever like quite get to the you know third overall pick hype or first overall pick hype nearly. But this could be a really good switchable defender 
who can hit threes in the other. Like this is going to be a great three and D player uh, potentially going forward. If you stop like attaching the the third overall pick sort of mindset to him, this can be a really talented player to have on your team going forward. And even like, has he ever played small ball center? Like he's he's tall enough to certainly do it. Do you think he's equipped to be able to play that role? So. Yeah, yeah, I think a I lot mean, of teams will like this player. Depends on the on the like uh, matchup, but if he, if he's playing some like Miles Turner, he can do it. If he's playing Jonas Valanciunas, yeah, yeah, matchup dependent. So it's but depending like, on the matchup, but yeah, he he did play some five minutes last season. Not much this season. Yeah, makes sense there. Uh, and final question before we talk about Draymond is asking about. Uh, LeBron and AD's uncertainty to play. Do you like Wembenyama rebounds today? Uh, I can just. I saw up. it all over the Twitter. If you can, I can get a good price. It's it, it's okay. I I don't think AD and LeBron plays. Uh, what would be so? Right now the line is eleven and a half, and oh my god, heavy heavy juice. Depending on where you're playing, still yeah, one nineteen, one twenty at ESPN bet. Is that something you'd consider? I would just say when you are doing analysis on this. Completely ignore last game against the Houston Rockets. And if you still like it, sure. Because last game, Rockets shot 30% from the field and there were a ton, <laughs> unbelievable amount of rebounding chances. And have in mind, Rockets are not contesting offensive rebounds. So Bambi had like easy rebounds of like terrible misses entire game. So I will completely ignore that game. And yeah. Uh, if it's like heavy juice, I will stay away, honestly. Because so, so, so keep in mind as well when people are playing these all morning, like you're saying, if everybody likes it, like this line is inflated because of that. So, as much as like everybody's talking about it, like you have to remember, uh, even with a very good handicap, the price has to be there. So, if you're a fan of like 11 and a half minus 120, then uh, of course, feel free. But remember, this has been played. I don't know, I haven't been following this all day, but I imagine this was not 11 and a half this morning, and this has already been kind I of. Mean, Going up a little bit. Half minus one twenty should be uh, probably still good, but anything going up from that on rebounds, no. All right, let's go to the Draymond Green discussion. Would love anybody in chat right now. If you're in the live chat right now, give us your thoughts on this Draymond Green play. Do you think he should be suspended? How many games should he be suspended for? So if you didn't see the play, I'll try to describe it. Yusuf Nurkic was kind of like on his back a little bit. Your Nurkic had his hand on Draymond Green's side. And Draymond Green turned and just whacked him with his arm. Uh, didn't get him with a, with his fist. It did look pretty close fist, though. But he got him with his forearm, which is pretty bony. Um, yeah, that was violent. Easily worth an ejection. And somehow, Draymond is once again saying he didn't mean to do that. Oh, it was an accident. I don't know. You guys maybe see for yourself. This is crazy to me. He turned around with pretty violent intent, in my opinion, he swung hard. And like, even, I mean, even look, how many times does Draymond Green need to choke a guy, stomp a guy on court for, for any non-believer to, to, to say that, okay, he actually meant this. Like you can't do all of that. Then turn around and swat a guy with your arm in the head who Nurkic is by the way, very tall, tough for Draymond to turn and swing that high to get Nurkic as well. If he didn't mean to do it, but it's tough for a guy who has so consistently had this track record. It's tough for me to believe that he, when he says that he didn't mean to do it, uh, Pips, uh, you just saw this pre-show, but, uh, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on this? 
Uh, it's just unfortunate that we will all remember Draymond Green for stuff like this and not for his unbelievable defense and the way he changed the game on that part. But this fucking sucks and it was terrible. And I, I think 10 plus suspension for, for this should be, considering his history, should be like no brainer for, for this. Yeah, I mean, like it's just a repeat offender. Uh, I I think NBA will probably come with, well, I was gonna say five. They went, they did five for the Rudy Gobert chokehold. I mean, you may have to upgrade on that. You, I think you, I think you might be right. Josh was saying ten games. I may have to agree with both of you that he's gonna yeah. get ten. And Javon is correct. He has completely lost the benefit of the doubt for anything. Like he said, he didn't mean it. Here's the, I'll, I'll read the direct quote. Uh, that he has here you guys have known me long enough if I intended to do something I am not apologizing but I did make contact with him so I do apologize it's a hard hit and then after the game Yusuf Nurkic pretty famously at this point said that brother need help which is a popular graphic you see on Twitter a lot Nurkic said it again which is pretty good um Artie Van says five games at least uh he yeah, did get the one for stomping Sabonis so he has here here's the list of suspensions so he kicked LeBron in the groin and got one game in 2016. He got into an argument with Kevin Durant on the sidelines of a game, which got him a one-game ban in 2018-19 by the Warriors. He reached a technical foul limit in 2022-2023, which got him a one-game ban. He stepped on DeMontis Sabonis. Well, it says NBA says steps. I would prefer the word stomps on Sabonis in the chest. He got one game in the playoffs last year and five games earlier in the season. Yeah, like what are we like what are we doing here? This has to be tight. We are missing on so many things he did. Like kicking I think he kicked Steven Adams in the nuts. And yeah, he did. This is just uh, LeBron eye like crazy and like there is at least 10 things that we can mention that deserve a suspension. <laughs> so so I think like we are missing out here. Like he 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 had like Unbelievable amount of this ridiculous. I'm a fan of Damon. Not he's a Hall of, of Famer. Damon, this, is, but, this is like this yeah. is going to. I love him as a player, but this is insane, and he should be like ten. I I'm honestly say if anything below ten games, this is insane. Like it's yeah. Eight, I would say like eight plus. It's got like it's just got to be. I mean, like again, this is a Hall of Fame player first ballot, but this is going to stain that reputation because like this is this is. This is crazy. This is like, like getting a guy in the face out of play, like on purpose. Like you, you, there's no on not on purpose part of this. Like that's like the, the biggest thing you can do. Like, hit him in the head. Like it, Nurkic is it's a lot taller than him. Like he meant that shit. So yeah, I mean, like, no, I, yeah, I don't know how he can even even begin to try and convince people he didn't mean to do that. That is just ridiculous and uh, steve kerr likes to say they pick on draymond a lot i would love to hear what steve kerr has to say about this one honest to goodness uh jam rock says suspend him 20 games uh it's the second suspension the last month or so month or so so uh, uh, we'll uh we, we can we, we can look like last game Jokic ejection and then compare it to draymond green ejection like what are we doing like come on oh, like draymond, if Jokic is, is dejected for that shit draymond needs to be suspended like for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what are we, yeah. are these even? 
Also, like, it's yeah. annoying. Like, some people made good points online that, like, Jokic is, like, a premier NBA player. He stops in Chicago once a season. And there is a massive Serbian population yeah. in Chicago who want to see Nikola Jokic. And then that happened. Like, I understand guys need to get ejected from time to time. But that's just simply NBA officials on a power trip. Second that's when I have season. a problem. Uh, it's second time this season in the first half for Jokic after ridiculous, like, what could he possibly say? Like, he, he turned to the referee. In, also, it was, a, like, 100%, he was 100% correct on a missed call. Like, Vujic fouled him. And he turned out, the ref said something and ran back to the defense. Like, it wasn't, like, even something long, like LeBron stuff or Draymond Green stuff, where they yell at the referee for, like, three minutes without stopping. It was, like, one thing and just ran back. Getting ejected, like insane. Like, what are we doing here? Like, ruining yep. the game for everyone. Like, yeah, insane stuff. Yeah, I just don't like when refs, it just seems he refs are on a power trip. Like, look, I don't know what he said. I have a high doubts that what he said could have warranted enough to be an ejection, but like, it's just refs try to have an impact on the game and they try to have too much of an impact sometimes. So, uh, that's what I really don't like about it. And I think that's what kind of happened there. Uh, I'm not in, huge into like uh, some bias, but it's two-time MVP, and everyone will come to the game to see him play. Like if it's it's like some ro- rookie doing that kind of shit and getting ejected, like I'll understand. Like teach him like the, the good stuff. But it's Nikola Jokic. Like I'm not fan of the bias, but like it's two times MVP. You can do that stuff to him, and and yeah. if it's a, it's if it's Graham, Draymond, it should be other way around. He's known for doing shit. You have a bad reputation. We all know what you are doing. So we'll have always like to look into it. Like whenever yeah. something happens. Completely agree. Final question here before we do our recap comes from Joshua G- uh, Giles again. Have you ever thought about watching games on a live stream? Would you watch games with you and chat? Well, uh, for the playoffs, we do this on, uh, we might do this on this channel. But last season we did it on the Hammer HQ. We did a lot of games over there. At least I did a lot of games over there. It's really late hour for Pip, so it's a bit difficult for him. But uh, uh, yes, it's been uh, in thoughts before. I, I will actually love it. I'm not sure what my girlfriend would say sleeping next to room when I'm very loud in like three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that could be a thing. But yeah, maybe sometimes in the future, like it's it's maybe if it's Friday or something. Yeah, sure. we we uh definitely like I, I will say uh, behind the scenes, the Hammer HQ, we have discussed possibilities of getting more involved with this. Uh, we do NFL ones for every pre- for uh, Thursday and Monday primetime games. But NBA, nothing concrete planned out, nothing even really in motion, but definitely some preliminary discussions. But for sure, as we get like to the bigger games in the playoffs, this will be something that we highly consider uh, for this channel. Uh, listen, if you do like watch-alongs, I do one for every Raptors game on my own personal channel. I'll self-plug here, Amateur Sports. So if you like the Raptors and want to see watch-alongs with myself, you'll see me over there. Uh, Raptors yeah. have a game tonight. Okay. Same. So uh, I'm re- recommending that stuff. I actually joined uh, <laughs> many times this season for, and it's 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 uh, like you ha- you are watching this show and you see Jacob being like all positive, happy guy, nice I guy, and you join to the Raptor stream and he's like need to watch that garbage team this season <laughs> and it's not not pretty all the time yeah, you see you see uh you see, it's like a real jekyll and hyde effect i right here i'm all positive just very you know diplomatic professional over there i'm just having a meltdown because the 
Raptors are garbage. And I think, knew they were going to be yeah. garbage, and they are garbage. Yeah, we can understand why. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's tough. And it's uh, playing the Hawks tonight. Two teams on a bad run. This is going to be quite something. And I think Javon was there last stream. He says, I hate Raptors basketball, and he still watches. So anybody feels like coming over, please feel free to do so. My channel below, Amateur Hour Sports. Um, you may not, you don't even have to like the Raptors, as he said. You just watch me yeah. in absolute agony three times a week and then come back here the next morning and be, oh, the Raptors, man, what a, what a tough game. All right, let's go to the free picks that we have and get out of here. First of all, the Pacers and Bucks. We have two plays in this game. The first one is minus 115 at BetMGM. It's Halliburton, 10-plus assists, healed 10-plus points, Lillard, 20-plus points. Second play, same game, plus 120 at BetMGM. We're taking Beasley, under three and a half threes, Lopez, under seven and a half rebounds, um, something I will probably do with these. Uh, BetMGM has a SGP boost token. I might throw all five of these plays into one small max $10 bet on BetMGM with that token just to give me a little bit of extra rush tonight. Final play is in the Pelicans and Wizards game. It's Zion Williamson over 23 and a half points and the Pelicans money line for plus 105 at BetMGM. And that will do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Pick and Roll. We go live here every morning, 9.45 a.m. Eastern time. We're going early. We're hopefully getting the better lines and the way lines move throughout the day and the line, the way they have moved out moves throughout the day. Like DeRozan just got absolutely blasted after the show today. So you're here live. We're catching the best lines. What was that? AD uh, was 27 and a half during the show closed at 25 and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we got some great numbers, and we're going to continue to do that. And if you continue to get good numbers, find the plus EV positions. You're going to start getting some wins, and let's hopefully do that today. Three plays on the slate. Thank you so much for watching. Smash that like button if you enjoyed and you're tailing the picks. Subscribe for more. Notifications on so you never miss any of our content. Me and Piss will see you tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll.